Welcome back to The Heckle, episode three. After a brief hiatus, I'm finally back, gracing your eardrums with my beautiful voice. Well, you might disagree with that last part, but anyway, Nick Hederick back again, welcoming you to the program. Really sorry about the little uh, hiatus there. This real life thing is still kind of new to me, being a college graduate. Um, you know, the mental strain of like, wow, all my friends are going back to school, and well, not all of them. Uh, but some of my friends are going back to school, and I'm working forever and ever and ever until I'm too old to do all the things that I enjoy doing. Is that a little grim for this sports podcast? Maybe, but it's how I feel. So uh, we fight on. Uh, two things I want to talk about today. Uh, the NFL's brilliant new taunting rules. Um, just really, really fun, really great way to grow the game. And speaking of growing the game, our second topic today is going to be ESPN's Fix the MLB article, which uh, I jotted a couple notes down. Uh, we're about 40, eh, probably closer to, uh, 72 hours removed from me getting dose number two of the Pfizer-Rona vaccine, and my third arm right below my right arm is really, uh, really bothering me, so I'm not sure how well, uh, my opinions are gonna come off in this one, but, uh, we fight on, we really do, um, like Toy Soldiers, that Eminem song, but yeah, uh, so... I just wanted to record this really quick, get something out there for all of you beautiful people at home, because uh, these two things have been really irritating me, well, almost. Uh, the NFL thing's really been irritating me this whole week, uh, but the MLB fixing article is a narrative that I'm tired of hearing about, and uh, we will get right into that. Um, after, however, we talk about the NFL's taunting bullcrap, so uh, let's get right into that to start off today's episode. All right, so we hear it all the time with the MLB purists uh, complaining about when athletes show personality and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that's in part what's hurting the MLB. But now it's seemingly coming over to the NFL in the sense that uh, the new taunting crackdown penalties are on. Uh, I already thought they were pretty strict to begin with, and then we saw Benny LeMay's run I hope it's pronounced LeMay. I'm not really familiar with Colts' uh, fourth-string running backs. Uh, no offense to Benny, but uh, he had a really impressive run. I'm sure you saw it in preseason. Carried half the other team on his back, got up, kind of did the like the flexy kind of let's go yell, and uh, flag flies in, and he gets a penalty. Chorus of boos uh, sails throughout the uh, stadium, and for good reason because what on earth is this crap? What is this? Who who sat down and said, this is a good idea? Probably John Mara, Mara, don't know his name, Giants owner, uh, who I have written off as resident buffoon, and you can say, well, you look like a buffoon. You don't know how to pronounce his last name. Listen, the Giants beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice. I don't have an interest in them outside of that other than Saquon Barkley. Okay, they did what they needed to do. I'm very thankful for them for doing that, but I... Don't care to learn the owner's name. Doesn't impact me at all. All I know is he's one of the buffoons that signs off on this. And he's been in the news all week as well for going, oh, well, you know, uh, as, as part of the committee, I think that uh, we really need to be cracking down on these sorts of things. And the the only question I pose is why? Why do we need to crack down on these sorts of things? Do you know why people watch sports? Because they're fun. The NFL is supposed to be fun. Okay? And... I don't know why taunting is frowned upon. 
you know, mimicking a guy who's been talking trash to you on Twitter all week, pointing first down in someone's face after they were probably talking crap to you at the line of scrimmage. I think that's fun. You know why? Because there's rivalry there. There's that kind of competitive edge that people want to see when they're watching a sporting event, that little added incentive to be invested in what's going on. And so that's what makes these things intriguing to a viewer. All right? That's that's exciting. That's like, oh man, I don't give a damn about the Chargers and Dolphins game, but I'm going to watch it now because these two guys are going back and forth on Twitter and they might get into something on the field. That's what makes you watch a game like that. But now, guys like Benny LeMay go on a run, they flex and go, ah, and they get a flag. A flag that offsets the run. What, what sense does that make? What are, what are we trying to prioritize here, okay? Because it's very confusing to me why this, this long run of like 15 yards is completely negated because he, he taunts by flexing. Like, oh my gosh, that's, that's just in, that's inhumane. How disrespectful to the other team. And a great point that's been brought up on social media has been how ticky-tacky are these calls going to be in the regular season when games matter and a guy aggressively points first down and they decide that's taunting, but someone does it on the other team and they decide, eh, it wasn't egregious enough to make it taunting. It's just a lot of gray area and it is going to ruin some sort of a regular season game. There's not a doubt in my mind that one of these dumb penalties is going to come into play and ruin an actual NFL game that is not preseason with a bunch of fourth and fifth stringers playing, okay? You have my word that this will impact a team in a negative way, and it will be much more blown up when that happens than it was now. Right now it's blowing up because it's like, oh man, can you believe these guys? Can you believe how serious they're taking this? But when it happens in the regular season and it impacts someone negatively in a game that is meaningful— Oh, wheels, the wheels are going to blow right off the covered wagon, okay? No one's making it down the Oregon Trail. Uh, it is going to be a disaster, an absolute disaster when there's no consistency with what falls under these new taunting rules. And I, for one, can't wait to see it. Uh, what I can wait is—well, also, I can't really wait— is to hear more of an explanation as to why people think this is a good idea. Like I said, John Mara, Mara, don't know. John Mara, don't know. Um, says, oh, you know, he said it was a good idea. He really, he didn't want this kind of thing to be in the game. And as I said earlier, why? Why is it bad for people to have personality, to to get that little competitive edge, to get in someone's face and say, you're damn right, I just scored on you after you talked crap on Instagram and were in my girls' DMs all week. And, you know, like, what, what's the harm in taunting that? It's supposed to be fun. It gives you that kind of fun feeling like, hell yeah, I saw them going back and forth on it on Twitter, and he got the upper hand, and I hate the other guy. Like, it's fun. It makes the game fun. That's really all it comes down to. And in what league can you not flex after getting a big run, but you can go down and score a touchdown and get it a Congo line like you're at a wedding, and all 60 guys are dancing down the field, kicking their legs to the left, to the right. They do the Cupid shuffle. They walk it by themselves. They do the Macarena, and, you know, it's like a whole choreographed thing where people talk about it on social media. What should I do this week when I score? And their whole team comes out, and it looks like a flash mob going on in the end zone, but you can't you can't point first down. You can't flex. What, what kind of what what does that what i can't even think what what sense does that make what sense does it make where that's acceptable but you can't celebrate a first down accordingly or you can't celebrate a big gain accordingly it makes no sense 
Why are all of these old people trying to make sports not fun? It makes no sense to me. Who's going to turn that on and see that and be like, oh man, I can't believe this. They're, they're, they're taunting each other. Oh no. That makes me want to turn it off. If anything, that makes me want to keep watching. They're idiots. That's what's going to kill every sport is old people thinking they know what younger viewers want. And it's only going to get worse as long as they're in charge. I mean, it's ridiculous. If I want to watch two guys play slap ass and be all good game serve, congratulations. I'm going to watch the golf channel. Unless it's DeChambeau and Kepka. But literally, if any of this bothers you in these team sports, go watch golf. Go watch curling. I'm sure that's a very sophisticated game. Watch darts. I don't know. I've never heard of any darts beef. But to be completely honest with you, this is what makes these sports fun. And that segues right into the ESPN fixing the MLB article, which I don't believe anywhere in there. They mentioned get rid of the old guard. And when I say that, that's entry number nine into the list. Uh, why, why do we care when someone slaps a dinger and they flip their bat? The pitcher could strike out someone, light his hat on fire, and do a ritual dance around it, and everyone would be like, yeah, he got out of a sticky situation. He's allowed to be amped up. But a batter goes yard and flips his bat, and everyone's like, that is disgraceful. Suspend him for the month. What is wrong with these kids? They need to respect the game. What? What sense does that make? Do you know what the MLB's issue is? It's marketing people as fun to watch. Other than like Tatis and Trout and maybe Harper or a couple other guys. It's just a bunch of random people playing a sport that you don't care about because they don't know how to market them. Because anytime they show a little bit of personality, and I've said this probably 500 times on our stuff before, they get in trouble. Because old people, again, think that they know what younger people and younger fans want. And it might sound ageist or whatever the correct terminology is. And I don't hate old people. I hate the old ones that come into where I work and demand things like I own the store. But that's besides the point, okay? Uh, I, I don't understand why in every league now it's basically punishing athletes for expressing themselves and having fun. When I play basketball in my friend's driveway, I'm five foot nine. We're all washed up middle school athletes, and I make a game-winning shot. I am jumping all over the place like I'm at Sky Zone, okay? Because that's the emotion. We're competitive by nature, most of us, and we let it out. So why can't these professional athletes exude that same kind of feeling when they succeed? It makes no sense. It's pure blasphemy that people get so upset over this. And it needs to end now before it becomes too late and they make it like going into a library and going to a little book reading with a bunch of old geezers around, all right? It's despicable. It's despicable that in the NFL and the MLB now, they're going to punish people for simply having fun and playing the game. And I'm sick of it, and I'm tired of it, and it needs to end. And we need to get some people in here who actually know what fans want to see. I love personality. That's what made me a wrestling fan for so long. It's what makes me a UFC fan. Personality. Do you know what athletes I'm going to go buy their cards, buy their jerseys, support on their endeavors? The ones who I can relate to. The ones who are fun to watch, who leave it all on the field, and who have a good time doing it. Now, this next guy that I'm going to mention, I'm a big, in, I'm a big advocate of innocent until proven guilty, but it looks like Trevor Bowers, a pretty big POS. Okay, we're going to put that out there. I think him personally, if what they have said about him is true, and it looks like it is, 
He's a huge POS. Okay, we'll address that now. So don't sound, don't clip anything I say that might sound, you know, positive in to his regard in the future here. Okay, Trevor Bauer, what he did right, he made a YouTube channel, made this whole media thing, vlogging, getting people to be able to relate to him and see what goes on behind the scenes in MLB, and it blew up. He became a huge star from doing this. Probably hurling that ball over the outfield wall helped when he was in Cleveland, but. Him knowing how to play social media, knowing how to market himself, made him one of the biggest stars in the game until he blew it. You know why that is? Because people could relate to him. And when you're doing these things in the NFL and the MLB, it becomes harder for people to relate to you when all they see is you stoically going up there, playing your game, maybe giving a fist bump, but hoping you don't get yelled at by a bunch of random people on the internet who think you're ruining the game and you don't have respect for your opponent. Okay, save the handshakes for after the game. When the game's going on, I want you to look like you're going to rip the other guy's teeth out. I don't know if that's humanly possible, but it's what I want to see. I want to see people go out there and act like they don't like each other and it's an actual competition rather than a bunch of buddies going out there and pretending that there's some grudge, but in actuality, no one really cares. They're out there dicking around. Okay, I, I want to see some some action and some emotion is what that can all come down to. All right, moving on. MLB, ESPN's fixing the MLB. I already gave you my point number nine, which is let people be themselves, which tied in with the NFL thing. The other main thing is I'll start with, I think it might have been their first one, which was shorten the season. And I get that a lot of baseball purists, a lot of the same ones that don't like the bat flipping, are probably going to be, well, it's 162 games. It's tradition. Well, here's the problem. Most of the continental United States, uh, the weather sucks in March, large portion of April. You cut off the month of April, you cut off playing at the end of September, sometimes into October. You know, I don't think we're going to miss much there. The thing that makes people love the NFL is that every game matters. There's not one game that you really don't feel like it matters unless there's a lot of clinched spots already going into the latter stages of the season and people start resting uh, players, right? But... The MLB got 162 games in the first month's like, oh, how's my team going to do? And then, you know, there's suddenly June and July rolling around and it's all-star break time. And right after the all-star break, it's like the balloon got let go of and he didn't tie it off. And there's like, like that sound was probably marvelous. Uh, And you're like, yeah, I don't really care now. We'll see what happens in late September when the playoff pushes are starting, right? Uh, So do I like 162 games? I mean, yeah, because I like baseball. But at the same time, you knock off some games in April, you knock off the whole month of April, start in May, you knock off half of April, half of September, get rid of about 30 games. Suddenly, the games feel a little more meaningful. You're not playing games in the snow. You're not playing games where you have to wear a mink coat to go sit in the outfield and get cold air blown on you. The weather's a little better, and I think it makes sense. You might disagree, and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I have mine. Uh, Clearly, you care if you're listening, and I very much appreciate that. But I don't think shortening the season's that bad of an idea. And you might disagree, and that's fine. But I don't think it's a horrible idea. Uh, Pay minor leaguers more. Now, that's beautiful. Erie, where I'm from, I know they don't make much. Uh, I know it's literally literally insulting amounts of money. Uh, Pay them more. Yeah, go ahead. Pay them more. Keep the morale high in the minor leaguers. Uh, That's really all that needs to be said about that. Blackouts. Blackouts are the main thing here. Blackouts are one of the main things I want to talk about. People literally want to watch baseball and they can't. 
because they have so many random games blocked out. Did you see the Field of Dreams thing where they had a billboard that was like, end the blackouts or whatever it said? They literally want to watch the game. Why are they making it so difficult? Why are they making it difficult for things to be shared, clips to be shared on social media without copyright? If you want to grow your game with the younger audience that you need, you need to allow the younger people to be more accessible to seeing the clips of your game. And you know how they do that? By watching it without blackout restrictions or by seeing it on social media. That's it. That's how you grow with this younger demographic that wants to see it. You give them what they want on the platforms they want, and boom, watch your social numbers grow. Watch them get invested in your players. They're not going to get invested in them if they can't see it or if they see them not showing any personality. You see how I keep going back to that? That's how much that upsets me. 100% that's what upsets me. Uh, there's pitch clock stuff, league realignment. I don't care about league realignment. I think a lot of the divisions make sense. Uh, pitch clock, listen, man. I don't care about how long it takes the pitcher to throw a pitch. I really don't. If you're going to a baseball game, you know it's going to take three hours, right? You know it might take more in some cases, okay? I, I, It really doesn't matter. If you go into a baseball game and you genuinely like the sport, the pace of the game, unless it's insultingly long, uh, it shouldn't really matter. I don't know what the data is on pitch clocks working or whatever. I really don't care. Because, uh, frankly, I think if you're going to a baseball game you know what to expect. I don't think cutting off five minutes or 10 minutes because of a pitch clock is really going to make that big of a deal. Second thing I kind of disagreed with was robo-umps. Now, in theory, it would be a great idea, okay? But I think as long as it's not insulting, seeing umpires with different strike zones within reason, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Some guys have lower zones. Usually pitches are still hittable. Maybe it's a little lower. Some more inside, some more outside, some up high. It's cool. It's different. Some, again, are incredibly bad, and that needs to be fixed. But I really like the idea of an umpire with maybe a different strike zone, as long as he's consistent with it, kind of making the pitcher feel it out and maybe have to adjust their game. I kind of like that idea. And I might be in the minority with that thought, but that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And if you really want to grow the game, know how to market your players better uh, and again, use the social media platforms. Uh, I was going to talk about the MLB's potential partnership with Barstool. Uh, and so I'll offer a very quick thought here. MLB needs younger viewers. That That's undoubtedly why they're even entertaining this idea. And Barstool has done very scummy things. A lot of other outlets that you probably watch or read have also done very scummy things and are trying to push it out the door in this new era of people getting called out for the scummy things and they're trying to sweep things under the rug. But if you look hard enough, in some cases you don't even have to look hard, almost every major news publication, sports or just hard news, has done some very scummy things. What makes Barstool different is that in the eyes of a lot of people, they are still doing very scummy things. Okay? And so... I think that's where the difference gets drawn. I think it's more of a headache for the MLB than anything. Again, I like some of Barstool's personalities. I'm not a fan of a lot of their content. I think some of it is, for lack of a better term, uh, not. Too, I you see. I I don't. I'm not a huge fan of uh, you know the the cancel culture and everything. I let people be themselves, but I think also we need to laugh at themselves, and that's as political as I'll ever get on this show. Uh, 
but I think that Barstool's content, if it continues the way it is, like raiding smoke shows of the week and stuff, that stuff is things you can't really do anymore while expecting to be uh, marketable to a large audience, a national audience at least. So I think that content thing content examples like that are going to make this really hard for it to last even if it does get signed i think the mlb backs out right away uh but i don't know i don't know i just think it's too big of a gamble for the mlb and i think barstool is in over their head a little bit in the sense of i don't think people are going to accept it even if it does happen and it's going to blow up in both of their faces that's all the time we have today on the heckle that was a very fast very energetic episode felt good uh probably just rambled on for a little bit like i'm doing right now but you know what those are my opinions i'm sticking to them we'll see you next time